0: Hello, this is Man Baggage and part two of a discussion about excitement with Abby Quinnan and Finlay Christie. But Finlay, give us some top because you're know, so good at it, well the pair of you are, but give give us some top tips. You know, I'm Darren. I'm sat in my bedroom. I've had a YouTube account for three years, it all gets one view. Give us some tips of how we can have a best chance of making our stuff be exciting and go
1: viral. Well, I mean so there are people on TikTok with like millions of followers. I'm not, you know, I'm not at that level, but when I started out, my nobody watched my stuff. The thing that I found to do is you just, you have to get people in the first second because their attention spans are so short, obviously. So you've got to get them straight away and they have to sort of understand what the point of the video is, otherwise they're going to, you know, you're up against videos of like the duck on the back of a cute little cat, like on a skateboard. So it's so hard to. That's that one. Just sorry, it got me straight away. Then I went to one. No, to... Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. You, you get it in the first second, and then you're like, "Well, I want to see, you know." So get them the first second, and um, and make it relate to them. It has to relate to them in some way, otherwise they don't care. If it's a video about you. hmm Great. Any tips, Abby?
2: I feel like the ones that I do, they've already got thousands of millions of likes and views already. So I feel like if you start with the the ones that have got the best likes and views and then try and recreate it yourself and do it a tiny bit different.
0: Oh, right. I call that surfing the hashtag. So it's like if, I, if, if I don't want to give up, say, some material from my show that I know is badass, I'll be like, what is the hashtag of the day? Petrol hashtag fuel shortage, for example. Can I surf that tube man? so that's a good tip get them in the first minute make them about them surf the hashtag between us we've come up with giving Darren a chance because your canings are hilarious you improvise those the ones that are topical and if if it's if like Boris has just done a new lockdown for example when Boris did that lockdown speech last December the third one I mean I've done about two million views on Facebook it's just for listeners it's really really hard to make stuff go viral on Facebook since they changed the algorithm because just liking something won't share it on someone else's page. You have to actually mention. That's the, that's what they did. So it's almost impossible to go beyond 100,000. That's not even viral. That's just like solid base viewers. <laughs> I started I started recording that in this room with a light while Boris was wrapping up the speech. So I'd, I took bullets from what he'd said. Yeah. The funniest things I could think of. And I just improvised. Only recently, though, have I been able to improvise without an edit. So I've been doing these since 2016, and up until 2019, I would have to record 10 minutes, quickly drop it in iMovie, cut out me going, um, right, I'll do a silly face, drop that. In. Now I can just do
1: it like... I remember I, I was hooked on the every time I used to like watch an episode of Love Island, the first thing i do is go, you know, just go to your iMovie and see what you said about it. Well, the
0: arse <laughs> has dropped out of that market as well. I mean, that. I mean, if we want to go there, I mean, that really... It, is, you know, when excitement got out of hand because people got so excited and commenting on these social media stars and there wasn't appropriate training in place. You know, there's some very dark stories ended there. You know, I was good friends with Caroline, for example. So I've sort of stepped back a little bit from that because they, we arousal can turn to nastiness. As we've just said, negative stuff gets shared. It's very easy to be negative about people with their tops off trying to get laid. That's how I spent most of my teens. <clears throat> so work, let's talk about work. Now, at the time of recording, sadly, in our country, United Kingdom, there is still a disgusting disparity between how women and men are paid for the same job. It's a historical sexism, obviously. But we have to ask some uncomfortable questions here about because of these maybe oppressions do men behave differently in the workplace we're not saying women are born this way but we're saying because of the some of the pressures girls are under or the way they're taught or the way they're socialized what i'm trying to in a very awkward roundabout way abby because i don't want to get cancelled is to ask you this question do you think men get more excited over the idea of career progressions and it's a horrible question for a man to ask it should be a woman asking that question but there's nothing i can do so we all we all get dropped into an ad agency tomorrow. Yeah. And we're, we're all equally good copywriters or art directors or, or account directors, whatever you. Yeah. But are Finley me more likely to see that fucking promotion? Yes, mate, not fucking 20k a year. Are men more like that than women? And do we have to bring women up so they have that aggression and stop being out of them in puberty, intellectually speaking?
2: I feel like we're not aggressive about it, but we would obviously love to get that promotion for our families and whatnot. Whereas... I know that AJ, he is very, very career driven, I think probably even more than me. So I would say in my case, men are probably way more career driven than women. But that is just in my case. I know that there are loads of women that are desperate to get that job and are so happy that it's changing right now the fact that women can do a whole lot more than what we used to be
0: able to. And of course, Finley, we would hope that's true. But I'm trying. I'm interested about the excitement aspect. As things do become more equal and we're all reaching for the ladder with an equal pace, are men more likely to get boyishly excited about the idea of career progression than women? And is that excitement, does that signal to a boss, male or female, that you want it more, even though you don't want it more? You've just got the outward display. Do you see where I'm going?
2: I do see where you're going.
1: Well, this is new to me because I'm fresh out of uni and <laughs> just sort of getting my first jobs and stuff now. But it's, I mean, I've never, the idea of getting a pr- promotion, it's like, so, you know, I have no idea what that, that would be like. Just doing it like internships, basically. And so, like, it's a promoted
0: post. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> th- yeah. I mean, it is exciting for me, like just the, the idea of, oh, my God, like even like, getting paid for stand up. Like you must remember like the first time. Oh, like, oh, mate, oh,
0: 20 quid for a 10 minute yeah. set. I couldn't believe <laughs> that.
1: I can't believe I'm getting paid for this thing that I would would pay to do. Like exactly, but um, yeah, there there is definitely boyish excitement. That's that's what I feel like. Um, just eager to like please other people, and and they're just happy to see like that I'm getting my head down for them. I'm obviously going to ask you this question as well in a second, Abby. But do you think
0: we? Because I see that in girls now. Um, the girls that I'm. Being around, obviously, my daughter's six, and it's equal. The girls and boys are equal all through primary school, equally excited about progression and attainment. What is it, in your opinion, Finley first, unfortunately for you, that women lower that? Is it something in our society that we see as masculine and therefore it's in women's interest to shield that? It does something happen. Why this change that
1: happens at secondary school? Why? Because I've got a daughter and I don't want that to happen to her. Well, maybe it's this sort of cultural, neoliberal thing of like, I want to be, you know, I want to be the best man. I've got to compete with all the other men. There's there's that quote, or is it a, a woman simply is, a man must become. Maybe it's about sort of proving your masculinity to yourself. And that's toxic, isn't it, Abby? And that's holding men back and not pushing women forward. What's your opinion?
0: You're a girl. You've lived this. You would have been the bubbly nine-year-old pubic. You're like, oh, my God, is this what it's like for a girl? And boom, you're a woman. You've done that journey. Tell us what's going on.
2: A hundred percent. I think, like, obviously growing up, it was always, e- even when I was young, it was always the men who would go to work and then strive for the best jobs in the world. And I think I mean, hopefully it is changing, like, when they teach you at school today, but also I think it is probably a hormonal thing. Like men just carry on that excitement about getting the best job, and and I feel like women we worry about everything else. We worry about. Well men like us we worry about more about what we look like I think it's just um I think we're just very different
0: and it can be monetized as I'm sure you know we get excited over progress loyalty cards hear me out one of the best ways to motivate behavior is to create a sense of progress if a person can win new levels of rewards they are much more likely to make an attempt to do so even if it's something totally banal like a free espresso after you've bought 10 this is the principle that creates excitements over loyalty programs so you know this is being monetized and weaponized okay so we've got a little bit of time left we have to talk about relationships it's great that you're single Vinny. this is a perfect question for you what's your level of
1: excitement one to ten when you're about to go on a first date oh it depends because there's so much chat beforehand where you work out if you like them or not really you sort of know how it's going to go beforehand i think so you do like let's just say you do like you're not like am i am if good you live over tinder but you like
0: this girl you've bantered over her chat or whatever Maybe you've even dropped a FaceTime. I don't know. Would you go FaceTime call before a date? That's a good question, actually. Would you ever do like a FaceTime call before a physical date? Non-Covid world, I'm talking, obviously. Maybe I would, but I'd never admit to my
1: friends that I've done that.
0: <laughs> I personally would think that would help with the nerves of a first date. If
1: you've both seen each other and how your faces and gestures move. I heard one person did like a... They did it. it just sounded so lame. They did a reading over Facetime dates. They sat on Facetime like an old married couple. Like they just read. Really? In silence. Yeah. What they curled up with novels together. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? That is the weirdest
0: online date I've ever heard. Even if that was the real world, if I was taking you out for the first time, Abby, and you're like, hey, "When are you taking me for the first date?" Library, you lucky bitch.
2: I don't think I'd even attend.
0: <laughs> Once we finish the non-fiction section, I'm going to give you such a seeing to by the star. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, how does it even work, a reading date? Do you sort of sit there and now and again just do a bit of pervy side eye to check look for a bit of eye contact? I mean, it's so cringe. Literally no eye contact. Um, so, Abby, what about first dates for you? Did you get excited for first I mean, you can imagine what I was like. I had to rein it in otherwise, you know... I come across quite camp anyway, and the women would receive the wrong signals. But, oh my God, I'm just, I'm just so glad. It's so interesting. What have you done to your hair? Is that a dip dye? Boom, we're finished. Uh, I suppose it's an important point, Abby. You sort of associate... A lack of excitement is quite a masculine trait. So if I'm taking a girl out for a dinner for the first time and I'm not like what I really feel like, which is I'd like to come in on a pogo bouncing stick and go, oh, my God, look at all the starters. (laughs) And just be like, let me get your chair, babe, whatever you want. There's no rush. This this ticket is like women find that attractive. And unfortunately for me, that is the fucking opposite of who I am. (laughs) Should a man be excited before a first date? Abby, tell us.
2: Yeah, 100%. I think they should definitely be excited because I know that I'd be equally as excited.
0: Yeah, but showing it is unmasculine. This is a space we can admit that. I think a lot of girls would see, oh my God, you're here. Great, let me take your coat. This is so brilliant. There's something camp about it I don't mean that in homophobic ways it, yeah. I mean, I mean it's it, in a neutral way as I am it I should be able to say it to counsellors.
2: there is definitely something probably a bit camp about it I'm not gonna lie yeah. I actually thought that AJ was gay when I first yeah, well, met I'm, him I'm
0: gonna say AJ and mean you know there's not there's not a massive gap between <laughs> some not, of our mannerisms there's not a big
2: difference like <laughs> but um then when he actually asked me out on a date I was shocked because I did actually think he was gay but I was really pleased about it because I thought it was gorgeous, obviously. And I don't think it is necessarily a bad thing. I think it makes you more enticing, the fact that you're excited and I like it.
0: Girls all the time, Finn, tell us, who's going to be tall, down and like that quiet. It's so media I don't know what's going on. It's like, that's impossible. I've downloaded my whole day and all my emotions before the dough balls have touched the table. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about you, Finn? That's not my market. I've, I sort of have to go for the girls that like, that like the sort of boyish charm. They, <laughs> really they, they, that's sort of how I market myself I can't do the tall dark and handsome sort of manly serious thing but also the kind of the kind of girls that I like don't tend to go for that you need to go for milfs so the well, that's the thing I, like, that's they they've eluded me but um <laughs> but I, I, I was gonna ask you Abby do you not feel like there's sort of a pressure to almost be quite nonchalant as a as a woman now because there's this whole thing of you've got to be like a bad bitch you know you've got a You've got a manifest. I don't chase. I attract. You know, I'm. I the universe works for me and within me, kind of thing. Of if you're a woman now, you can't. You know, you can't be excited for a man. Mm, good, great question.
2: Yeah, I think also the fact that I am really excitable. I think people will just like mistake me for being really young as well. So I feel like. I'm being judged at the same time, but I haven't been on a date for so long because I've been in a relationship, but I do completely understand you. Now you've got to be like sexy and seductive and really calm and cool, whereas that's what you guys also probably feel like you should be as well. So um, it's just changed completely, whereas I am I am way more excitable, I think. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
0: Well, you're in a relationship, so maybe this one should go to you first, Abby. Do you feel like it falls on the man a lot more to keep a relationship exciting? When you hear this phrase, you know, relationships just drop the excitement. I feel like men get more of that pressure than women. It has to make it exciting. Oh Emma, you never guess what you do at the weekend. It's really live and things. Why, why is that? I think that's a bit unfair.
2: It is unfair, but um, I feel like in my case, I don't really make it about that. I think it's nice to do things for AJ and it's also nice when he does things for me. So I kind of even it out, I guess, like. The thing he gets excited about is like balloons. I know that cr- sounds crazy, but um, <laughs> like <saw> balloons, <laughs> balloons for birthday and stuff. I'll just get him like oh loads of balloons.
0: Oh I don't think you realise how easy you've got it, Abby. I know, right? For Lindsay's like, how can I get you excited for your birthday? i go into that leather box there and pull the mask out. You're going to be needing <laughs> quite a lot of batteries and probably a wheelchair for recovery day. Oh
2: God, I don't think I should be listening <laughs> to this. <laughs>
0: Finley, uh, I mean, how important is excitement in a relationship? Because you said something really powerful earlier that it's actually quite important to be able to just to sit there, ironically, reading when you're in an established relationship, to be able to curl up with two books, fire crackling, if you're allowed to have one, glass of wine each and do that for an afternoon. Nothing exciting about that. But you've got a really happy couple to do that. So I wonder how important is excitement to a relationship? Not sexual excitement. That remains important way into the nursing home, according to my auntie who works in one. But, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Oh, we, better, You know, it's been a bit boring this week. We better, go, we better go and jump off the tower block with base jump parachutes to liven things up. It's not necessarily a good thing to rely on excitement, is it?
1: It's not. I think if you can, like, just stay and do nothing with someone, that's a sign that you really like them. But I also think if you do that for too long, then you will just get sick of the person.
0: How old are you, Vinny, then? I've I'm 22. Thought-
1: Right, sorry, I thought you are just... uh, You're so mature, I thought you are a little bit older. (laughs) But what is your longest relationship? I've actually been a bit of a serial monogamist. Like, all my relationships have lasted about
0: a year. Right, exactly what I've been like my entire life. Break up with one girl, I'm going to be single, then the next weekend, first person I bang, fall in love, stay with (laughs) for a year. Like a sort of pigeon or something, I sort of imprint on anyone that touches me. (laughs) (laughs) So what have you used to keep things... Exciting, when you felt it coasting towards too much curling up with a book. What would you say? Let's go away. Would you be impulsive?
1: Let's run to an airport. I think, you know, I've definitely stayed in a lot of relationships for a lot, maybe a bit longer than I should have, but there there were some relationships where the person's very social. And then, so we will go out and go to parties and stuff. And then other ones, you just, you you keep it exciting by arguing basically. And then you get to make up and then that's exciting.
0: (laughs) I mean, that is some complex fucking thing. It's just said there, Abby. I mean, can you ever imagine using arguing as a way of keeping things exciting? I mean, say you accidentally popped one of AJ's balloons or, or, I don't know, (laughs) knocked his fuzzy felt over. Whatever you took it up to, I really don't (laughs) want to know. (laughs) AJ, it's my turn in the ball pit.
2: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) good.
0: No, but I mean, that's quite... I'm not going to say dark. It's an interesting way of looking at it. Sort of Mediterranean model for excitement, I suppose. Is arguing exciting, Abby?
2: I hate arguing. I don't find it exciting at all. But I know a lot of my friends, they do argue and they just get excited about the making up afterwards because obviously, you know what happens.
0: But does it, though, in a long term relationship, like a makeup sometimes followed by a sort of seething neutrality that has to sort of peter out for three days? If I've had a real belter of an argument with uh, Lindsay, for example. Yeah. We don't like make up and start passionately snogging and go upstairs and pound like a pestle and mortar. It's <laughs> more likely to be, okay, let's leave it. We've made up. That, are you sure you're okay? I said I'm okay. So we'll leave it because I said I'm okay. Cool, we'll leave it. Let's just have a glass of wine. And you're still just thinking, I'd love to go, but another thing. And you've sort of got to wait for that. And it sort of just peters out until a day or two later. Yeah. You're no longer angry. And then maybe two days later, it's, oh, we haven't shagged this week. We better top things up.
1: I haven't experienced the kind of, that was such a bad fool out. Oh my God, uh, 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 upstairs. That was totally what my last relationship was like. It was, it, the whole thing was based on, because it's, it's sort of passionate an argument. It's like, I, I care about you enough to get angry about this thing. I mean, this makes us sound, completely screwed up it's not very english though is it i think
0: abby's pr- are probably a bit more like me and that i like an english argument with let's not raise our voices because no yeah. one likes aggression let's <laughs> discuss it let's agree to disagree let's move away different a sort of english argue you're going sort of mediterranean arguing yeah. have you got any have you got any influences there any spanish or italian or any scottish anything that's not english in you
1: i think it's quite <laughs> english though to like for your kind of love language to be kind of oh shut up you know you know don't like you because we can't really say our true feelings, so we we, we sort of um, just insult each other, and that's that's how we say we love each other.
0: Wow, mm-hmm. you should explore that in stand-up, man. That's some fucking that's some Edinburgh shit there. Last question: When was the last time you had butterflies in your stomach? Well, when I came, when I got asked to come on this podcast, <laughs> mine is every time before I go on stage. I mean, literally every time with with zero fading really of the butterflies. I've got on top of the nerves, thank God, which are. A bad form of excitement, one could argue, nervousness. I wouldn't say nervousness is excitement. But um, those butterflies where you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait. I can't believe this is happening. I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, maybe when I get to do – because, I mean, most of the gigs I do are pretty pretty rough at the moment. So when you get to do, like, a nice big club, it's, you, you do get butterfly, the butterflies. You're like, I want to show these people who I am, you know. I
0: can give you one, Abby, that's a bit like I'm – not, I'm not showing off. Didn't pay for any of this. I was doing a gig in Dubai, and, and one of this big airline that flies out there was sponsoring the gig – we just had normal flights and I got tapped on the shoulders. Like us say we were going to put you not in business, which if you've never flown business listeners is already totally over the top and ridiculous. They're going to put you in first. And if you haven't flown first for a Middle East airline, <laughs> I was, my guts were turning. Really? Like I was six years old and about to meet Santa. I couldn't, I can't believe how excited I was at the prospect of experiencing first-class international travel. You've got to bear in mind I come from a family of cleaners, people in prison, electronic tags that work. <laughs> so me, me and Lindsay, we were sending like, like what I call peasant videos. Look at look, the drink mixers. You can just do what you like. And, and filming the little automatic thing. Going, Voo, we took a video in the toilet of the plane because we no couldn't way. believe how luxurious it was with heated floors and a shower. So that's the last time I got true, if we're discounting stand-up, childish butterflies can't believe my luck or can't believe what's about to happen when was the last time you had it abby
2: i think i had an audition the other week and hadn't danced for quite a while because i got injured but going back to dancing and i did the finals like on stage just being back on stage gave me like the biggest butterflies that i've had in in years it was unreal and how did it go? Yeah, no, it went really well. I got to the finals. I'm still waiting to find out. But um, oh my yeah.
0: god, good luck, we, good luck, good luck, good thank luck, you. Good, good luck, good luck, good luck. Well, guys, I'm excited to say we've come to the end of our time because I've got a whey protein smoothie with almond butter waiting for me. And if I don't feed the guns, it can't be North Korea. <laughs> Honestly, I've got to take care of the rig, ladies. This does not come natural. Thank you so much for talking about excitement, Finlay Christie and Abby Quinnan. Um, if you've come here as fans or either of these two, highly likely, please hang around. Hit subscribe. We have other exciting, exhilarating and engaging topics you might like. Please leave a review. I find it very thrilling to do so. I've been Russell Kane. I'm now so aroused. I'm going to have to kill my camera feed for the other two participants. Otherwise, I might find myself with a formal
2: caution. Goodbye. <laughs>